0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Cybersecurity Without Insanity podcast, focusing on how you can manage cyber risks and regulations without losing your sanity. I'm Sam Glynn and it is Sunday, uh, December 3rd, 2023. So we're starting the countdown towards Christmas. In this week's news, uh, backups are important even when you use the cloud. Uh, You need to check all of your doorways on your cloud systems and why the pain of the DORA regulation Uh, Will be worth it. So, first up, even when your files are stored with one of the world's leading cloud providers, you still need a separate backup. And here's a quote from one Google Drive user My Google Drive file suddenly disappeared. The drive literally went back to its condition of May 2023. Data from May until today has disappeared. I followed the recovery process provided by the Google support team, but it failed. This is according to one of the many users on a Google support page, which was recently reported by Tom Lawrence on LinkedIn, about an issue with files on Google Drive disappearing. According to a separate report on 9to5Google, the issue has been acknowledged by Google, uh, who say that it is caused by a bug in their Google Drive desktop application. So what? Well, it is a useful reminder that using the cloud is the same as using someone else's computer. And if their computer fails they may not be contractually obliged to ensure they can restore your data. That's certainly the case with Google and similarly with Microsoft. In reality, you are responsible for having a backup of your data and preferably separate from Google or Microsoft, even when it's stored in the cloud. As Lawrence commented in his LinkedIn post, it's a reminder that just because your files are in some cloud service that you pay for, you still should have a backup either on-site or backed up to another service. The second news article this week is that attackers can potentially access critical data on a Google Cloud environment by exploiting a flaw that has not yet been fixed by Google. This is according to a recent report in SC Magazine. Apparently, a flaw in Google's domain-wide delegation, DWD, which allows applications to access user data across Google Workspace, for example, Gmail, Calendar and Drive. The flaw could enable an attacker with limited access to a Google environment to escalate their access so that they can get at all of the data in that Google environment. So what? Well, there are many doorways into your cloud environments and you are responsible for securing many of them in what is called the shared responsibility model. The most obvious doorways are the login accounts that you provide to your staff. But there are other doorways, including the doorway that allows third party applications to access the data in your cloud environment. Google has this domain wide delegation functionality and Microsoft 365 allows similar access through a facility called application consent. So you need to ensure that these doorways are secured. For example, by ensuring only your system administrators can grant access to these doorways. And the final article this week is about 60 U.S. credit unions that have been impacted by a ransomware attack on one IT provider. Uh, This is according to a recent report in The Register, which says that a ransomware infection at one cloud IT provider has disrupted services for 60 or so credit unions across the U.S., all of which were relying on the attacked vendor. Apparently, the US National Credit Union Administration has been helping the credit unions deal with the impact of the attack, which has already caused their systems to be offline for a week. So what? Well, we need to be mindful of incidents like this one. When we complain about all of the pain in the ass things that the DORA, regulation, the Digital Operational Resilience Act, that's coming through in January 2025. All of those things that it will force us to do in 2024 to improve our operational resilience and IT third-party oversight. Because if we do the things that Dora is telling us to do, the impact of such an attack on one of our IT providers may be significantly reduced. Which brings me to some of the other things that I was talking about this week. And uh, first of all, I came up with a very bad mathematical equation, which was that DORA plus SEER equals IRS. Well, DORA, as I've described, is the Digital Operational Resilience Act, which is going to take effect within the European area in January 2025. And if you don't know what DORA is, you can find my intro at codeinmotion.ie forward slash DORA. SEER is the Senior Executive Accountability Regime, which is a key element of the Individual Accountability Framework, which I've discussed before. But if you don't know what uh, the Individual Accountability Framework means, then have a look through my more recent blog posts. Anyway, what do I mean by DORA plus SEER equals I or S? Well, all of these three and four letter acronyms uh, can be a bit overwhelming, so I would focus on just one. IRS, which I say means implement reasonable security. And why is that? Because if you're accountable for cybersecurity in a regulated financial services firm, you must ensure that you have implemented reasonable security measures. Otherwise, you could be held accountable for your inaction. So the next question is, what does IRS, what does reasonable security look like? Well, the first answer to that question is, don't listen to someone like me to tell you. Uh, My longer answer is that every individual, including myself, that's involved in cybersecurity will have their own opinion on what reasonable security looks like. But to ensure you are covering your responsibilities appropriately, you need more than just the opinion of one individual. And that's why industry benchmarks, frameworks and standards are excellent guides to show you what reasonable looks like. For example, they reflect the experience of many experts and not just one individual. They're frequently backed up with empirical evidence to show why their recommendations will improve your level of security. And as such, they significantly reduce the risk of you being the next victim of a cyber attack. And the icing on the cake is if you align or certify to one or more of them, it's far more difficult for an outsider like a regulator, a board member or even a media commentator to, to suggest that you did not implement reasonable security and in the new world of individual accountability, this approach will significantly reduce the risks to your professional reputation and your future career prospects. So then the question is, where would you start? And there are many benchmarks, frameworks and standards to choose from. The most appropriate choice for your organization will depend on a number of factors, including your firm's risk appetite, the expectations of your board, your clients and your prospects, the expectations of your regulators, the Central Bank of Ireland or the Data Protection Commission in Ireland, the EBA or IOPA, in Europe, the ICO, the FCA, the PRA in the UK. You name the the jurisdiction and we can name the regulators. There's also the legal and regulatory landscape. If you're in Europe, DORA and GDPR will be top of your list. And as well as that, another factor would be the maturity of your current approach to risk management as well as your current organisational capabilities and constraints, and, needless to say, the most likely threats to which your firm is exposed. If you and I were in a conversation about what reasonable looks like for your organisation, and you can sign up for a Clarity in 60 workshop on my site, uh, we would focus our discussion on all of these factors and a few more. From there, we would then discuss the suitability, the benefits, the costs, and the implications of frameworks, benchmarks, guidance and standards, like the NIST Cybersecurity Framework, The CIS controls, Cyber Essentials or Cyber Essentials Plus, ISO 27001 and COBIT. There are many to choose from. So what's my point? Well, I've actually got two. Firstly, do not rely on one individual to tell you what reasonable security looks like for your firm. Rely on industry benchmarks, frameworks and standards. And then recognise that implementing reasonable security does require some thought and what's a good fit for one firm, could be disastrous for yours. If you need to help figuring out what implementing reasonable security could look like for your firm, just give me a shout. That's it for this week. Until next time, take care.